following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Monday morning edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Geico from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star in Frisco. Kyle Yeomans, Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, and then Aaron Gonzalez running things in the back has his comms open in my ear throughout the course of the show. But we've got some fun things to talk about throughout this show as well. We'll be on for the next hour up until 1230. And we've got Rob Phillips in studio. How about that for the first time since the pandemic? Mm. And I am super excited about that. Rob, how are we doing today? It's good to see you in person without a mask on. I know, it's kind of crazy. We've, a, yeah, in we've, the hallways is one thing, but actually in studio, this is this is special. Now we need to get all four. I know. We need all four. Everybody, let's get the, let's get the band back get together. Get the gang man. back together yeah. or just together for the first time. Because we've had two shows over the Let's course of this crew that have been in person, and that was in front of an RV outside. That was the only times we've That's ever right. been on. It was, frigid. it was very frigid out there, Kyle. It was frigid, frigid, and then the other show you were like 25 minutes late to because you were hey, running hey, in the hey, Tesla. Sir, I was out my 0 to 60 speed, okay? Mm. Don't you judge yeah. me. Yeah. I'm jealous, guys. I want to say that right now, Rob, I'm jealous that you are in studio <laughs> Zaya's been in studio. I'm just, I mean, at some point, man. You're definitely a step cousin right now, heck. You're definitely a step cousin. I don't know I'm who feeling, you are. I am feeling like a step cousin. But listen, talk about, hey, look, when we talk about getting the band back together, by chance, Rob P., did you get a chance to check out the Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire on Versus last night on Instagram? I would take that as a no. No, no, right. hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. I, I didn't, you know what? I didn't see the, I didn't have the volume up, but I sure saw the visual. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. No, it, man, you talk about fun last night. I'm just for old school, for the old school guys like myself, the Isley Brothers, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Man, it's like those are vintage classic groups. They had a versus on Instagram. It was just a good night for R&B. You know, huh. look, man, I'm not a part of the TikTok generation. I'm not and either. Hey, heck, I have a confession. Speaking of. Speaking. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute. Heckman's heck got a point uh, to speaking this. Speaking of TikTok generation. Oh, jeez. Kyle Yeomans. Hey, guys. I oh, love geez. you like a step-nephew. <laughs> but what are you doing? Oh, what, no. Don't tell me he has a. The things you do for love. Zaya, yeah. his man card is on a 90-day suspension. Whoa! Right Let's bring it up. I need, it, I need it's it. 90 days. Why? He came back happened. for 90 days. You, you, you gotta, you gotta see it to believe it. Mm. That's all I gotta say about it. IRS, just hit up, just hit up his Instagram story, and yep. your day's made, basically. Yeah, just, just it's on oh, the Instagram. Right it's now. also on the Twitter. There's a couple different versions. Twitter. We did it oh. multiple times, but I, I'm, oh. I'm just, I, I'm shocked that the confidence level wasn't uh, awarded with this because I, I felt like I got out there and I owned it, but. 
That's okay. That's okay. I got I got some you positive never have feedback. A with confidence. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I had some positive feedback from it, but it was fun. Basically, for those of you listening who aren't in on the joking, go follow me at Kyle underscore Yeomans and go look at the video. It was a TikTok dance with my girlfriend Lorena, who basically during Easter dinner was like, Hey, let's go out and uh, let's go out and do a TikTok dance. So I did, and I owned it, and it was fantastic. She was way better than I was, which is Uh-oh. understandable, but. That's what we did during Easter Thank dinner. God. Never. You're lucky I can't see stories on the computer. <laughs> uh, you got to check it in the break, man. Uh, we'll pull yeah. it up and make yeah, sure everybody does. But hope everybody had a very safe and wonderful Easter weekend <laughs> and was able to celebrate and or relax and just have a good weekend. But, well, the Cowboys have another weekend on their schedule coming up in 2021. 17 games mm. approved through the NFL and the owners' meetings last week. That was something that we all kind of knew was on the radar ever since really the collective bargaining agreement prior to the 2020 season that 17 games was going to be a thing well rob it's now a thing and the cowboys are going to play the new england patriots on the road so nine road games eight home games in 2021 something that i know the cowboys aren't necessarily excited about but the nfl is pretty excited about it oh it's money Money, oh, money, money, for money, everybody. and it is one. Well, it's not one less preseason game this year. It will be going forward because the Cowboys. My understanding, they're still going to have four preseason games because of the Hall of Fame game, which is always kind of like the kickoff, and then you have the actual exhibition schedule. So, I mean, look, it's not Tom Brady, but it's a lot of football. It's a lot of football, and it's it's the Pats on the road, and and heck was going down the schedule, the road schedule. It is not. It's not friendly for the Cowboys no. in 2021, even though they've got technically a third-place schedule this next coming season. Oh, gosh. Yeah, if you, you look at some of the teams that they're going to they're gonna face, Heckma, it's something that you're going to have to be really, uh, really on point about if you're going to find a way around that schedule. Uh, is, that, is that a January game in, in New England? We don't know. Yeah, don't know yet. Uh, I think they're, they're probably going to announce a schedule in the next month. If not, before the draft and probably gotcha. right after. Last year it was right after my birthday, which is the first that, that week of suck. May. <laughs> that would suck. Just, yes. just saying, for those that don't have never played in New England, that would that would be terrible, actually. Heckman, what were you yeah. going to say about the opponents there? Bueno. No, I mean, you talk about third place, and t- typically you get, a, you know, maybe not the toughest schedule, but that is, we got a pretty, we've got a, our road games mm. are, are pretty are pretty tough. So Stout. Um, yeah, they, it, it is that. But, you know, when it comes down to the 17-game season, uh, when they announced it, I'm just one of those people, and I, just for my own selfish reasons, I'm like, yes, more football. <laughs> and, you know, you know the, the NFL is a well-oiled machine that is going to pay attention to supply and demand. And the demand is there for more football. They incorporated an extra playoff game last year. And now we get an extra uh, game this year uh, during the regular season. And, you know, you've heard a lot uh, from the players uh, just with conflicting ideas about that, that extra game. So I'm really interested in hearing what Isaiah has to say about it because the players don't seem to be too happy uh, about it. Yeah, no, I mean, from a physical standpoint, obviously I don't know all the ins and outs in terms of the back end uh, aspects of it, in terms of what's going to happen with their health insurance, you know, post, you know, post career and things of that nature. Those are the things that will really make up for it in a sense. Um, but your body, your body's done. I mean, you're talking yeah. about, yeah. I mean, you're talking about, you know, 16 
regular season games, right? So I know fans are out there hype right now. And now we're talking about 17 regular season games. So you talk, you take 17 games that matter, right? And then you factor in, you know, two preseason games where your starters, right? Because everybody says, well, all the starters don't play. Eh, it's about one and a half games where the starters play in the preseason, right? So let's call it 18 and a half games. Um, and then, oh, by the way, if your team is good, you go to the playoffs, Right, this thing called the playoffs. Um, I know some, you know, hopefully we, we, we learn a little bit more about that going forward. But that gives us 19, 19 games, 20, 21. If you make it all the way, we're talking about 22 games, right? If you start off in the first round, right? So that's a lot of football. That's a lot of banging. If you're an offensive lineman, you're playing 60 plus snaps a game. You are hitting your head against another player 60 plus times per game times 22 potentially, right? 17 guaranteed. You're talking about, you know, stress on tendons and ligaments and knees and joints and all that stuff. It wears you out. It, and obviously you're going to, most people are going to say, Hey, you understand the, the, you know, the demands that come with the game. Very true. You sign a contract. You understand it. That doesn't mean that you, that you become negligent, uh, when it, when it comes to the topic. So, you know, hopefully there's some things on the back end that are going to take care of these guys for, uh, past their career, uh, after their career because they're going to need it. It is something to look for, and you look at all the the extra opponents that I was trying to find during the during your, I guess, explanation there. But Kansas City on the road, Los Angeles, who of course is an up and coming team with Justin Herbert and company on the road. The Vikings, we take the trip up north again. New Orleans, of course, your divisional mm. opponents, Tampa Bay, and then New England. Mm. That's that's mm. your road. <laughs> you got both teams that were in the Super Bowl. You had the rookie of the year. You have the best running back in the league but right now, which is Minnesota. And I guess uh, you could probably throw Derrick Henry in there, in there as well. You got New Orleans, who, of course, they're going to be on a bit of a rebuild without Drew Brees. But yikes. I, I mean, Rob, I don't know if there's a, an, a road team that's going to be challenged just as much as this Cowboys team is going to be in 2021. That sounds like a first-place schedule, honestly. And, and, if, and if you look at the home games, <laughs> yes, it does. I mean – you know, every division game every year is a toss-up to me. Sure. Giants should be better. Yeah. Eagles could be better. Washington's definitely a, a improving team. Arizona, Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, Raiders. I mean, you can't – you look Vegas. at all those teams and, yeah. and, and say, that's a winnable game. That's also a losable game. So, Goodness. on paper – it doesn't look like an easy schedule for the Cowboys in 2021. And, and I, I, yeah, I don't want to draw a road game against Bill Belichick, no matter who the quarterback is. Cam Newton's still an effective quarterback, too, by the way. So, uh, and, and to Isaiah's point, it's going to be 18 at some point, right? They're going to get to 18 games. And, oh, yeah. and they'll drop it down to two preseason games. But they'll round it, it out. You know, it comes down to money. And look, the players agree to it as what's more money for the players. But Isaiah's right. I mean, you walk into a locker room in December every year, and and guys are feeling it. Guys are feeling it in mid September, late yeah. September as well. But mm-hmm. it's just it's the it's the nature of the sport. It's a it's a grind, man. What kind of team yeah, is going bro. to be more well equipped to face uh, a, a schedule like this? Is it going to be those teams that are full of experienced players, or is it going to be fresh legs? Because I I'm, I kind of lean both ways of being able to pace yourself, but also I mean the fresh legs are going to help out whenever it comes to playing yeah. seventeen games. This well, this comes. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. 
No, I, I was just going to say that I, I think the bye week is more important than it's ever been now, uh, yeah. where it's wow. placed. And wanting to know where the NFL is going to go with maybe incorporating an extra bye week and also extra bodies uh, for your roster, if they're going to go there at all. We hadn't heard anything about it, but still, those are some of the things that I think that this the 17 season grind is going to give you. But Look, you, you, you know, you ask those questions about fresh legs and where we're going to place or how we're going to be with their home schedule versus away. We got some tough games, obviously. Are we built for it right now? I don't think that you're in position to have any confidence, especially on the defensive side of the ball, right? The teams that we're going to come up against are going to be a culmination of teams that can run the ball and can definitely pass the ball when you talk about the Kansas Cities uh, of the league. And, you know, Herbert is going to present a challenge in the Offensive Player of the Year. So we have to right now start looking at the way that we're building this team, uh, whether it be to, you know, for the NFC East or to survive a season like this when you look at the competition. And, man, you could be behind the eight ball really quick if you're the Cowboys. Isaiah? Yeah, no, I was just gonna I was just gonna add I was just gonna add that, that Harold Nash Jr. needs to be a, a name that is that is highly talked about in this offseason. And if yeah. for those that don't know who that is, he is he is now the, the head strength coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I had the pleasure of having him as an assistant strength coach when I was my in my time in New England. Um he knows what the heck he's doing. He's a fiery, fiery guy. He, he's a he's a lot of a lot of guy in a small package, right? He's a small dude, but he's he's full of energy and and knowledge and and um He's aggressive and he knows how to get after it in terms of the strength program. I would say that the best strength and conditioning program, this is hard because I was really spoiled in NFL, but I was the the strength and conditioning program that I experienced when I was my time in New England was probably second to none. And 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 coach coach Nash was one of the main reasons for that. Uh, he knows what the heck he's doing. It is more important than it's ever been this year for us to have a full offseason, no virtual no virtual was, stuff. Yes. I know we're preparing for virtual, but in person, 17 games, it is uber important to get these guys not on site, not only for the mental aspect and to understand what their responsibilities are um, assignment wise, but for the strength and conditioning aspect of things. He has his job cut out for him because it is a it is a serious undertaking to to understand what guys bodies need throughout the season and for that strength coach to work in accordance with the head coach um, to make sure that things are still being handled accordingly while taking care of your players. What? He's right on. I mean, I, 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 if I'm Dan Quinn, man, and I know there, this is still being discussed between the player side and, and the league mm-hmm. about whether there's going to be some form of in-person offseason if I'm Dan Quinn, I don't want to see my players for the first time in late July. I just, <laughs> for training you know, camp. you're trying to no, get this defense no. back on track, and there's, I, I think there's a bonding element to it, mm-hmm. but I think also in terms of installing a new scheme and just trying, just for the offense too, for special teams. They just need to be together a little bit this offseason. And, and, and look, I think, I think you know, we talked about some of the free agents, a lot of the free agents that didn't work out last year. Maybe it would have helped them you know, if they had gotten into the program. I mean, look, Don Terry Poe apparently was overweight, was not in shape when he came in. Maybe if he was part of the offseason program, it would have been a different story sure. in person. Things like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I know Mike McCarthy said last week, he's, he's, and Isaiah just said it, preparing for virtual – it would be nice for them to at least be around each other a little bit, and I think they can 
I think they can work out some here. But um, but I just mean like OTAs, minicamp, I think that's really important. Just having those team drills together yeah. and having at least a little bit of camaraderie and familiarity really with Dan Quinn is something that I know the Cowboys would definitely benefit from. And Mike McCarthy talked about it himself of even these games, these preseason games even. They're saying he's talking about stories of in the past and and, and players going out to eat and doing di- different things. Now, that's still probably going to be pretty suppressed, so that makes these more in person meetings even more and more crucial whenever you yeah. get an opportunity to be together. But Isaiah, a lot of people might look at this as just, oh, it's one more game. That's it. It's just one more game on the schedule. Because, I mean, whenever you look at it from the outside, that's exactly what it is. It's just an added game. You get yeah. two extra weeks, uh, uh, I guess, technically. You yeah. get the back backside bye week following week 18. And then you also have your bye week in the middle of the season. But why is one more game that much more imperative and that much more vital or vital whenever it comes to uh, all of the, the hubbub around this 17th matchup? <laughs> Yeah, so let me let me give it from a player's from player's perspective because I know that's the sentiments of a lot of fans um, and and watchers from the outside. No disrespect because people just don't understand. So let me help you understand. If I ask you to run full speed into another grown man, right, and with with no, with no remorse, just give me give it all, give it your all with pads on. You have a helmet and pads on, but you have to run full speed and hit this person. How many times do you think it takes for you to get hurt? Once. Takes one. Yeah. It, it takes one. It takes one. So now you're saying from the player who from the special teams player all the way up to the starter, you're saying now this person now you're asking these guys to do this at least twenty times for the special teamers, right? Call it twenty plays a game. Twenty plays up to call it eighty five games. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, eighty five plays a game. Twenty to eighty five more hits when it only takes one more hit. Right, one more twist, one more turn, one more bad cut. I get it from a fan's perspective, but understand it from a player's perspective. And yes, we signed up for it. Yes, I get it. I get it. I know that's what people are going to say. It takes one play. So you're just literally increasing their chances of one of your favorite players getting hurt. That's all it takes. That's why the Pro Bowl is not, uh, you know, the most competitive thing you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. <laughs> because guys don't want to get hurt, and I don't blame them one bit. And maybe, exactly. and, and maybe, you know, when we're talking about the offseason program, maybe that's Demoris Smith's, Demoris Smith's um, argument. You know, is that they, you know, injuries were apparently down last year, uh, and they the quality of play was still pretty good, and we got a 17th game. So maybe we don't need a full. Off-season program in person, but I, from the Cowboys' perspective, I think they could certainly use it. Yeah, they definitely need it. I think if they're going to try and turn around a little bit more than what uh, <laughs> what they had last year yeah. on that defensive side of the football, especially on the offensive side of the football, things were a bit awry in 2020 as well. And I teased at one point, is Dak Prescott going to be the starting quarterback in 2020? Well, I'm going to tease that again. Will he be the starting quarterback in 2021? I'll explain my tease when we return on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico. (laughs) Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. There's nothing as unique as our eyes. 
which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears, okay. Let's play. Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time. Pour it in a glass of ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to talking Cowboys. <laughs> Back here on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geico, Kyle Yeomans, Rob Phillips, Hackma Harrison, and Isaiah Stanback. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands or you're watching TikTok during your spare time, with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play and or video. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. And Isaiah and I actually got hey, our... Can I, can I, can I, what? Yeah. We got to say something about that, man. Yeah, say something about <laughs> it. Essilor is freaking awesome. Yeah. Essilor is awesome. I can tell you that. I've had my eyes checked. A handful of times in the past, and I have never, and I have, and I mean never, experienced that level of customer service, of in-depthness, uh, pure just information, and my mind was blown. I'm like a little techie, so when I started seeing all these, these cameras they're putting and flashing all kinds of LEDs, and they're showing me my eyeballs and my, my veins and, and the condition that my eyes are in, and, they, and by the way, they said that my eyes were amazing. Okay. Just saying, right. uh, but uh, but Let's they, they use the highest of technologies uh, to give me that information, and, and I, I just thought it was awesome. I thought it was an awesome experience. It so was really thank cool, Eslor. It was really, really cool, and I'm yeah. excited for my lenses to come in. I want to be looking like Heckma over Me there and, and have the Essilor lenses come it's in. Hard, Rob, Rob's going to get his soon. It's hard to do that. Yeah, well, it's coming. It's Rob's coming getting soon. his soon, can, and it'll be a lot of fun. But can we, real quick, can we get one more review from Isaiah hmm. about what we just saw in the break? Huh? Yes, your so thoughts with my um, with my with my freshly uh, checked Essilor eyes <laughs> I have over here. Um, I I saw because they did say I had twenty twelve and a half vision. Heckma, uh, wow, <laughs> goodness gracious, come on! With this with this perfect vision that I have, oh, I, yeah. I saw something very disturbing. Uh, a second ago or during the break, and I happened to go through, to TikTok, um, a Twitter account, uh, for Kyle Yuma's uh, Twitter account, and he had a TikTok say my name right. that he mentioned at the top of the show, um, and um, it was terrible. It was actually terrible. <laughs> I, I, it, was, it was a, it was a, it was it was a lack. Heckma, um, I know we just talked about Earth, Wind, and Fire, and, and, and the Isley Brothers, and how much rhythm that they have, and there, this is a lack thereof uh, rhythm, and I was wondering. Um, with a with a clear eye view, did you guys witness the same thing that I saw? 
Oh, goodness. Heck, or I, how about this? I would challenge all three of you to a dance-off, and we'll make a TikTok together if we have to, because I feel like my moves would still be better than both of y'all's. I can't do better than that, I so I'm not talking. I think it'll still be better. Thank you, I, thank you Rob. I appreciate that. I'm not saying it was that. good. I'm not saying it was good. I still think I, I think my moves would be better than all of yours. And I will dance it. No, Isaiah, we'll do it tomorrow stop. whenever we film Hit stop Sticks. It, we'll do stop. it tomorrow. I'm not doing it. We're going to do a TikTok tomorrow. That's what, that's what you think it's you're going doing? to happen. <sighs> we're not doing It's a lot TikTok. of fun. No. Yes. Oh, that's God. what's happening. All right. We're done talking about TikTok. We're, oh, we're going to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, because okay. oh, we, we have to. Because, you know, it's talking Cowboys, not talking TikTok. But. Anyways, I had a lot of fun filming that TikTok, and we did not have a lot of fun watching the Dallas Cowboys in 2020, especially when it came to the really the the circle, the the revolving door that was the offensive line, and that was the quarterback position. And I had a conversation with one of our good friends, Jerry Madelon, this past weekend, and G-Mat. whenever I was talking with G Matt, he said his favorite tease of mine a year ago was whenever I said, "Is Dak Prescott going to be the starting quarterback?" And everybody kind of looked at me and was like, what? Are you kidding me? Well, guess what? For all of about five games, Dak Prescott was not the starting quarterback in 2020. So that's what brings me to my next question. I think we need to talk about the plan that's at hand mm. for the Dallas Cowboys. What is the backup scenario if things go awry again? Because right now it looks like Garrett Gilbert. And then on the offensive line, it looks like it's Titan Niseki and Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight again. So, Rob, tell me, what is the plan for the Cowboys if things don't necessarily go to plan like they thought, like it happened in 2020? I think you just said it. You got Triple G in boxing, you got Double G here if things don't go well for Dak for whatever reason. I mean, now look, I'll qualify that by saying the draft is in a month, less than a month. And look, there might be an option that comes up somewhere in the middle rounds, later rounds. Same with offensive tackle, too. I know we've debated offensive tackle should maybe be a high draft pick. Uh, But at the quarterback position, I'm interested to see if they make a veteran signing. At this point, I'm not so sure they will. Uh, They've got Garrett Gilbert set for $920,000 on his 2021 Mm -hmm. contract. And you're looking at some of the guys available now in free agency. I, I don't know if they, you know, depending on what they would want to spend. I don't know if you would find a major upgrade behind Dak Prescott this year. So uh, they may do something they haven't done for m- most of the past decade, and that's just kind of roll with a guy who's relatively unproven. Hmm. Heck. Mm. Well, I, one of the things I think we learned is having a QB1 level backup quarterback is a luxury item. It, it really is. And. You know, you don't want to find out once your your main guy goes down if you're going to be stuck with a guy that can't get it done because our offense fell off a cliff last year once, you know, Dak went down. And, you know, when you talk about luxury items, look, I'm reminded of a flight that I took from Dallas to Los Angeles and a guy sitting next to me had on a Audemars Paquette Royal Oak, which is a quarter of a million dollar watch. That's a luxury, right? Especially when you could get a a watch for $5 from Walmart. So (laughs) luxury versus necessity, you know? And right now, those things are meeting the road for the Dallas Cowboys because we don't want to find out, God forbid, if that goes down again like he did versus New York, that 
and Andy Dalton comes off the bench, and we're expecting him to Wally Pip Dak Isaiah, um, <laughs> and that doesn't and that doesn't happen. Garrett Gilbert, he came in, and we found out just through necessity what he can do, and I think I felt comfortable with going with him, um, but I don't want to find out over the course of. 11 games or 12 games uh, that Gary Gilbert is not the guy that we thought he was. So bringing in a Teddy Bridgewater, mm. a Tyrod Taylor, or Jacoby Bissett, who I know signed with the Dolphins, but that kind of a player that has been there uh, in a backup role and has some success. So, you know, whether it be in the late rounds for the draft, like Rob talked about, or still combing these NFL rosters and finding a guy, we need to get that Audemars Paquette. For the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, shoot. Can we um can we talk about the fact that first of all, I've never even heard of this watch. Second of all, how the why the heck does Heckman know what these watches look like? <laughs> is, is anybody else not wondering about this? You can't Impressive. hide money. You can't yeah, hide you money, know. Isaiah. Wow. Is that ESPN money? Wow, Heckman. Is that ESPN mm-hmm. money? That's exactly so, what it man. is. Can't Sometimes. tell me. Can't tell him nothing. Um, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in agreement with my guy Heck over there, Miss Fancy Watch, um, and uh, I believe that. If there's a guy, if there's a person that, as I'm looking at this free agent list over here, if there's a person that I would feel confident paying a certain amount, comfortable amount, you know, somewhere along the lines of the Gilbert, uh, I would say I will go out and try to grab Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert is a size wise, athleticism wise. Um, arm strength wise, I think he's good. Oh, and by the way, he just spent a year behind TB12. So mm. I think if there's a person that you can go out and get for about a million dollars, that's a guy that I would go grab um, simply because he's healthy. He's healthy. He's still athletic, and he has more wisdom than he had when he was out there in Jacksonville throwing ints. So I think I would bring him in and have him just be the the, the consistent person that you know is knowledgeable and experienced already, um, just to be there at just in case, so that you're not wasting extra money on guys that hopefully don't touch the field. We we know they're interested in in possibly upgrading that spot. Mike McCarthy basically said as much, but it does come down to money, you know. And and I don't know, yep. you know, salary cap space is always kind of a moving target. Mm-hmm. They've got to be up against the cap at this point. Yeah. I mean, when you think about they've got, if they got to mm-hmm. slot eight to ten million bucks for the draft draft class, I, I don't think unless they want to touch another contract or two and restructure, uh, they're it's tied up against the cap right now. And look, they spent three million. On Dalton last year, that could go up to five, and you know you mentioned Brissett, guys. I think he was five million signed with Miami. Uh, Tyrod yeah, Taylor much, five point yeah. five, uh, Mitchell Trubisky two point five. You know Chase McDaniel I think yep. signed for about one point one the other day uh, to go I think to L.A. with the Chargers. So I mean you go down the list. The guy that jumps yeah. out to me is Alex Smith, and I know he's. He's coming off a major injury, and I know he's not. Necess- he's got injury history too. You're talking about hey, trying to protect yourself with that coming off an injury, but as a guy that's done it, you know, and been in the league for a long time, he's got a history with Mike McCarthy going back to the start of his career. Uh, I thought he did some good things last year for Washington. Again, though, money. What do you want to spend? And they, yeah. I think, uh, I think Heck nailed the word. It's luxury. You know, is is it a luxury this year to spend as much on a backup quarterback this year after spending the largest contract in Cowboys history on the quarterback position earlier this this month, last month? Pete, yeah. but Pete, can you not afford to? Like, it's just that's the question. Yeah. And yeah. I know we talked a lot about Dak when it comes down to the contract, but now that we've gotten this done, those health issues are still there. I mean, that was a massive injury that he had last year, right? And 
if he's healed from it, all of those things, he has. he's going to be your starting quarterback no matter what. But if something does happen to him, we're not confident. I don't think anyone is confident in Garrett Gilbert for whatever mm-hmm. stretch of time that he'd have to start. And we, you, with the culmination of injuries that we had in 2020 with the offensive line, I mean, God, it just makes me sick just thinking about it. Um, but if you put the same thing happened to Gilbert this year where you don't have an offensive line, the defense is reeling, we're right back to square one on that. So I just don't think that you can afford to give a, a, a discount double check at the, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got to get, get a guy that you know is viable and you believe in. Well, I, I want to kind of play devil's advocate here a little bit, Heckma, because maybe last year serves as, sure, a warning to say you would rather have a, a starting caliber quarterback as your backup quarterback. That 100% could be the case. But it could also go the other way and say, okay, we had a starting caliber backup quarterback, and we still went 6-10, and 10, and we still didn't win a ton of games without Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. So maybe it's one of those things of if Dak Prescott's not playing – <laughs> you may be in a in a hole already enough yeah. To, yeah. to where it is a quote unquote luxury and it's something that you don't necessarily need to add instead add elsewhere. I think with a backup, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I, th- I I'm I, if you can tread water and you go 500, sure, with your backup quarterback, you're feeling pretty good. That's why Alex Smith jumps. I know he's 37, and I know I don't even know what if he wants to keep playing. He's still out there. They went five and four. Washington did with him as their as their quarterback last hmm. year. And yeah. <clears throat> I, you know, I, I I'm with Heck. I think they got to do something, but I I don't think I don't think they can spend unless they really dip into ne- other money and move it around. You know, Eagles spent three and a half million yeah. bucks on Joe Flacco. I just don't know if they can do that this year. Yeah, Isaiah. Yeah, that's that, that's why that's why I was going with the Blaine train because Blaine last <laughs> year made what one point. He made just over a million. Yeah, just over a million. If you're saying that we're, we're, we're getting Gilbert, you know, nine hundred and some, we're talking about a hundred thousand dollar difference, and you feel a lot better. With, but with Blaine Gabbert and his abilities, <laughs> Gary Gilbert, I would hope. Uh, and I think when you start looking at that backup position, you need somebody. We found out last year, you need somebody that kind of fits the mold of what you already have. So you need somebody who, at the very least, if your offensive line goes down, and I think that's the element that we didn't bring up just a second ago, mm-hmm. you know, with Andy Dalton stepping in, he didn't play great, but he also didn't have the best situation. Um, no. And so <laughs> if if that situation was to arise again, you need somebody who could get out the pocket and make some plays, right, at least use their legs. And that's why, that's why I'm kind of going along with, you know, I like the Tyrod Taylors and things like that, but he costs too much. So for the price, you can get you a blame for a milli. You do that because you know at the very least he can at least – throw the ball down the field, and he at least has athleticism to get out the pocket. No, I agree with that, uh, Isaiah. Blank Gabbard, Garrett Gilbert, whoever you go with. And I think for Garrett Gilbert, I, I feel as though him being at the foot of Kellen Moore for an offseason and, you know, two a days is going to serve him well Absolutely. if he is going to be the guy that we're going to go with. We still have to remember we have Ben DiNucci also. And so his rookie season. So all things all all things being considered, we still we have things there. Just, you know, trying to think of what the front office is thinking with the backup quarterback situation is going to be interesting because we know what happened when Dak went down, mm-hmm. all those injuries hit. It was just, it wasn't a good oh, situation. And you, you know, you do still have Cooper Rush on a reserve future contract. Wow. So that, he's an option. He's been the backup before. Let's yeah. not forget his name. But did we, have we, are we off of the, the Garrett Gilbert Pittsburgh game? Or have, have the shine kind of worn off on that one? Because I thought we bit. all felt like, man, that was. 
he went out and balled to a certain degree, but now we're kind of like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Looking back, eh, they lost the I game. Think, I think well, heck, well, we got a sample. We got a sample size. We got a yeah. sample size. I called him Yacht, Yacht Gilbert. I felt good. I mean, it's, <laughs> we had nothing in the cupboard at that point, so I just felt like, come on, man. He, yeah. he looked good in a loss, right? Yeah. That's, like, uh, you look good in a loss. <laughs> Heckmo, Heckmo made a, a really good point. <laughs> Heckmo made a really good point earlier when talking about uh, uh, Gary Gilbert and said that we, we felt good about him in spot scenarios, but if you're going to put him out there for seven games and teams are going to have film on him and yeah. it's going to be him as the backup quarterback, I don't feel the same way. Plus, you, you're talking about one game where there was zero expectations. It was coming off of the Danucci game. Too. Yes. You, so, zero expectations. Yeah. As long as he didn't go out there and just fall apart, <laughs> which he didn't. He didn't fall apart. Credit to Garrett Gilbert. But that was the expectation was, okay, we may have another fall apart game against an undefeated Pittsburgh team. And he didn't. And it was like, okay, here we go. Garrett Gilbert, this thing's legit. Like, it just wasn't. It, it wasn't something that's representative of what a backup quarterback should be. But heck hit on Kellen Moore. And remember, they were I think in Detroit together for a little bit briefly so that was one of the reasons why I think they were comfortable bringing him in good point maybe they feel like yeah with an offseason but I I think Mike McCarthy he's a quarterback guy and I I bet you he would like to create some more competition there if he could we'll see what they do I don't think the draft is uh to me I don't think spending a draft pick on a quarterback makes sense uh, but they have 10 of them Mm -hmm. so you never know (laughs) Take one of these late round guys yeah. and, and add another Danucci into the factor after taking him in the seventh last year. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's available, yes, or no. not available. Went to uh, Spotrac says he's in Houston. Okay, that that's right. That's five exactly point, I, five point five yeah. million dollars. He is not available. So I, I see people in the chat right now saying Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, he is not available. So he is out of the question. But I think even five point five. My goodness, that's a lot for a backup quarterback. I just mentioned. I just mentioned him. I just mentioned him as a guy that has done it as a backup before. Yes. So sure. That's yes. what I'm saying. And he'll he'll be up. the safety net for whatever happens with Deshaun Watson in Houston is ultimately what that ends up being. Oh my uh, God. Really quickly, Isaiah, you also brought up the offensive line, and, and we've got about three or four minutes yeah. until we go to break, but how are you feeling about the offensive line health? How are we feeling about Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins coming back? Because I feel like we're, we're halfway through, or I guess not halfway through the offseason, but we're a significant amount through the offseason, and we're starting to look ahead till we get to maybe training camp. And if training camp is the same as it was last year, then Lyle Collins needs to be ready to go. Uh, how are we feeling about those two guys and the health of this offensive line as we head into the remainder of the offseason? I don't know, Kyle. Haven't seen them. Right. <laughs> haven't, seen, haven't seen those guys. Well, man. not so even just talking about on it. Not even just specifically on seeing them with your own eyes, but based off of last year yeah. going into this year, is there anything that gives you pause yeah. about these guys? No, I mean, we need them. I mean, we definitely need them. I, I, I feel confident that those guys are on the right track to becoming healthy if they're not already healthy. Uh, otherwise, these guys, they wouldn't have got their their um, their contracts uh, moved around. Um, I, I I still believe that we need a, a good amount of competition at that position. Competition is good at every position. Right? Let's right. just let's just say that. That way we're not going down every position saying we need competition. We need competition at every position. Okay. Offensive line, probably more important than any other position to have the most competition aside from a quarterback, right? Just because that is 
the probably the most the next most important position on your on the field, right? You need those guys to protect your your money man, which is Dak. So if you have if you're two to three deep at every position, and everybody's busting their butts, and every day doesn't matter how much you're getting paid, you have to show up and prove yourself. Then that that creates a great environment, and it's going to match what we're what we're doing on the defense side of the ball. So those guys, I think that they'll be healthy coming back. But again, just like just like we found out last year, we need to prepare for the worst. Yeah, yeah, right, right prepare on. for the worst and. Yeah, preparing for the worst is what we uh, what we did last year because of all the injuries that we had. The labrum uh, for Lyle Collins scares me, uh, and I hope that he's able to come back for, from it and you know able to start the the season. Tyron Smith as well. I think the the reputation that he's gotten over the last five years is just not being able to get through a full season. We know if you know five games, six games, he's you know at a Hall of Fame Pro Bowl level every time he plays, but. That those things we're, we're not able to rely on those and going into 2021 that's what we're going to need is reliable guys at you know at each position especially with the length of the season being extended how much Tyron Smith do we get so when you talk about that competition at every level uh, at every position you know where do we go there at the left tackle knowing that that's that's the spot we definitely have to protect Dak in and especially with the money that we've played him so I don't you know, even with Connor Williams and all the other positions, Biotish, I don't feel comfortable where we are right now uh, interior-wise with our offensive line. So it's definitely something we still have to look at and address as well. I think Niseki could be an upgrade over Cam Irving. If nothing else, Cam Irving missed 10 games last year. It's true. And he's known, I think he has a reputation as a pretty good spot starter, fill-in guy over his career. Um, but to me... Zach Martin's your swing tackle really comes down. To. That, <laughs> if it were me, and maybe they don't want to do that. It needs maybe, to be. Maybe yeah, they don't want to do that again. But to, that that's why, to me, it's like Connor McGovern is the guy I've got my eye on in training camp preseason. Could he be a guy if they really want to change out two spots like they finally decided to do last year? Uh, how do you feel about him at guard being an NFL starter? Yeah. Because when it comes right down to it, Zach Martin playing tackle, if you have to, that's the best option they've got. And maybe Connor Williams can do it too, uh, but Zach Martin has proven he can play anywhere in the NFL and play it near a Pro Bowl level if he's healthy. I feel like if we didn't see Connor Williams play tackle last year, we may never see t- Connor Williams play tackle. Probably not, and I've, I've actually heard, you know, if anything, if he were to move, center might be a spot he could play. That's I've heard that as well. You know, so, uh, but honestly, I, I thought he played pretty well last year. I know he gets... You know, people get on him for his strength, and he gets bull rushed, and and, and he gets tossed around at times. Mm -hmm. But you also, Brian Broaddus always taught me, it comes down to you got to think of it of a sixty snap game. If he has a couple bad snaps, yeah, it could wreck a game. But what do you do for the other fifty eight? You know, and I I thought he played pretty well um, going into a contract year. This would be big for him. It will be big, and Connor Williams is one oh, of those guys. So generous, P. He's very generous. I, I know. Generous. I thought he played well. I, I know. <laughs> I might be the only one on the show. I don't know, but well, he's borderline. That's yeah. that's the case. And and right now with this offensive line, last year you didn't need borderline from Connor Williams. You needed him to take an extra step, and he hasn't. And as a second round pick, Get you're thinking that he's going to take an extra step yeah. as a starter. He never has, and I think that's where Connor Williams kind of catches his his slack from. Is not only because he hasn't taken the extra step, but he's been a solid. Average, and that's kind of where I think we're all looking at. Okay, okay. Heck, Heckman, don't you let Rob? <laughs> no, no, no. He got to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Pete. You know, Pete getting this move, man, where he's very empathetic and he's giving everybody. I'm not being empathetic. You know? I, I honestly thought episodes. he was all right last year. I really did. 
He was on the he was on the field number one. Yeah. Well, great. Right? <laughs> we love that he was you healthy for every you game. Can't him, you can't control him. You can't control him. He'll get credit for that. And just uh, some of those examples. Bull Rush, man. Deron Payne from Washington. Oh, my God. Just turn on the tape, man. Connor had a – he had a rough 2020, as we all did. But, you know, I, <laughs> hey, it's a contract year. Maybe he'll be different this year. He's going to need it. Your leg, Rob. <laughs> if, not, if not, he's going to get replaced by Rashawn Slater after they pick him at 10. He's going to play left guard. Is that what's happening? Connor Williams will not be the Here new starting lineup. Again. I'm just saying, just saying, everybody. Uh, just for just for instance, though, and for numbers, but uh, Heckma, you mentioned how much are we going to see of Tyron Smith? Of course, last year was the only year that he didn't start or play in at least 13 games in his career. However, over the last five years, he's missed a total of at least three games a year, and that would be... What is this? 14. I'm doing math on the run. 26 games over the last five years yeah. he's missed. Yeah. That's a lot of games to, to be missed. Yeah. And most of those, of course, coming in 2020. But Tyron Smith is far from, I think, a sure thing. And that's one of the reasons why Slater is up there for me in terms of draft possibilities. But we'll talk about that another time. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, we're going to wrap things up and talk about that draft pick at number 10. What is the front office thinking around the offseason and around that draft pick when we return here on Talking Cowboys presented by Geico. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. When there's work to be done, a real workhorse can make all the difference. Like the Range Boss package. Our 5075E John Deere 75 horsepower tractor features a bell spear and loader and starts at $369 per month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. It works like a horse, so you don't have to. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now, let's get to work. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So, to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping! Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. Back to Talking Cowboys. Final segment here of Talking Cowboys, whether you're listening to us or you're trading those fantasy draft players or you're even working out you can experience audio at a whole new level with the bose quiet comfort earbuds the official earbuds of the dallas cowboys heckma harrison what does it sound like in that bottom right hand corner kyle yeoman's 
Bose Quiet Comfort headphones sound like a symphony in my head. See, now he's just he's just trolling us now. He's just trolling us now. That was pretty disappointing. Come on, dog. That was plat. Dude, that was platinum right Look there. at Isaiah's face. That's all you need to all see. Right. Nielsen Sound Scan would have given me a sale <laughs> right there. One. That up. Boom. And it gave me one um, for that. Which one was worse? Heckma's, Y'all hating, dog. Heckma's Read or my TikTok? Which one was worse? It was probably Heckma's Read, right? Please say Heckma's Read. Your TikTok. Your TikTok. Can, there's nothing can top that. TikTok. Dang it. Just facts. <laughs> Big old facts. Oh, goodness. Because that was your best. That was your best. Hex purposely not. Get, he's trying to let us down. He's trying to That's let us down. Come on, dog. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm mm. adding flavor. Well, you've got, got another chance next week. Salt, I look forward to stuff, this. Man. I look forward to this every Monday at 1218, mm. and I just didn't get it again. So. I don't. What mm. I'm looking forward to is everyone that's yeah. listening to be able to get their copy of the Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine draft oh. guide. If, if Aaron, we could pull up my camera right here. It's really pretty uh, right in front. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, it's the draft guide. It should be out this week. If it isn't, just email Kurt Daniels. Uh, <laughs> Rob Phillips even had some tight ends to talk about. He talked about the defensive tackles as well. You had a pretty tough task whenever it came mm. to talking about positions because those are two of some of the lighter ones with the exception of Kyle Pitts up at the top of the tight end class. But I want to talk about our pick at 10, which is, of course, going to be the topic of conversation over the next three weeks, and it has been for quite some time. But what do we think the front office is thinking? Because we can talk about what we want. Of course, I want Rashawn Slater or Patrick Sertan. Those are my two. Kyle Pitts I would be fine with. It would be fun. But I don't necessarily want that. However, what is this front office thinking? Because nobody's really been able to get a good read on it about what they may be looking at whenever their pick comes around on April 29th. Well, I think the goal is to, is to take the best player. I truly believe, especially at 10. You know, I think we always talk about best player available, and is that a real thing, or is that kind of a myth? I think at 10 you can take the best available player and not worry about position needs so much, and your goal is by this point you filled all the needs you need to fill, at least to kind of cover yourself before the draft. Now what's up for debate is have they covered themselves at every position, and I, I don't know that they have. I mean, I think cornerback. You can Corners still, wide open. You, you can still point to that. I think you can still point to linebacker. Even though uh, Neil comes in as, as a potential weak side guy for you, uh, to me there are still positions on defense where you're like they could use another more depth, another impact guy, uh, more so than offense. But again, you, you get yourself in trouble when you you start reaching for a need as opposed to hey I got a top ten draft pick, I could find a perennial pro, perennial Pro Bowler right here. Let's not mess this up. Mm. Heckma. Look, we have Kyle. We have foundation problems here at mm. the Cowboys, Ooh. man. Foundation, <laughs> shaking. We got cracks. We got cracks in the foundation. And if you, hey, if you live outside of Texas and you're thinking about buying a home in Texas, just know, make sure your foundation is right because that's <laughs> one of the big problems that we have in this booming uh, city of Dallas. But the foundation, man, and, and offensive line-wise, has been the foundation of our team for a number of years, and now with injuries, that's falling apart, and we're trying to find some synergy there again. But the defensive line, I, I don't think we ever found anything with our defensive line, even with the, many, the rotations that we – nothing, we could not find any impact players. I'm surprised that, you know, we've got so much heat about – wanting a linebacker at pick number 10 where everyone else is trying to go 
to the DB route. Now, I look back at the draft last year with uh, Jeff Okuda yep. uh, from Ohio State that went to Detroit, right? Detroit gets this guy in the third round, and their defense was at the in the bottom last year. They bring in a cornerback, and guess where they finished last year? In the bottom. <clears throat> Again, back in the bottom. So if you don't get a guy that's going to make any impacts, you don't do it through free agency, I don't see how you can rebuild this team. And we were just talking about the schedule that you're going to play. You're going to play some teams that have fortified offensive lines that can run the ball on you. And what was our problem last year? Stopping the run and getting sacks. I don't know how Patrick Satane is going to help us in that area. Now, if you want to say best player available, fine. I'll, I'll go with that. And everybody, uh, David Heldman that's on the Kyle Pitts train, cool. I know the guy is phenomenal. But that doesn't fix the problem. That doesn't fix the foundation. And you're going to have some cracks if you mm. go that route. Well. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm of the mind where when it comes to the draft, I'm not trying to address <laughs> – I don't address it. I don't. I don't approach it with the with a mindset of let's get the best player. Reason being, not in the position that the Cowboys are in. The Cowboys, we know, the ownership wants to win now. Let's put it like that. Yep. That's, that's facts, right? I don't care what anybody wants to say. They want to win right now. So the best right. way to get to the point where you can win right now is secure the bag. What do I mean when I say secure the bag? Secure a position group. Secure a position group. If you have an opportunity, where are we? Where's the position where we're closest to being just solid? We need one more person where we feel like you know if we got one more dog in there, we can we can be all right, right? We can we can put this thing together and we'll be a force to reckon with. And you know we just talked about it. Heck, we just alluded to it. Cornerback. I said in the break. Name name the last time you were afraid to throw at throw at two corners. No. Yeah. I'm not, it, just, it just doesn't happen, right? So that's not a position that I'm just going to go – that I feel, like, I feel like I have to go acquire right now with a top 10 pick. When I, when I, if, I'm an offensive, if I'm an offensive player, offensive coordinator, I fear a solid front seven because that affects my run. That affects my ability to pass. So if I have ability to go out there and get a linebacker, if we can't get a KJ right in, in uh, free agency – then we need to go out there and get the doggone madman Parsons. Okay, we need to get mm. him 6'4", 245, running a four three nine. You get him because guess what? You have three at that point. You have three solid linebackers, right? That some of them still need some coaching, but they're all athletic, they're all big, and they all can run, right? So if you get three dogs in there that are young, hungry, want to run around and hit, and their athletic is all get out and they have size, and you put them behind some of what six seven three hundred and thirty pound defense alignment that. You you just brought in oh you just brought in a now you just brought in a defensive end from new york oh and you're probably not done there either oh and by the way randy gregory and some other guys now you're in d law now you're talking about a front seven that can be feared by every opponent that you face and you solidify a portion of your team that you feel 100 percent confident with now you can go work towards the outside and start saying hey now this is what we are now we have to make adjustments so that these guys don't receive pressure but when you have gaping holes and you're trying to plug one hole over here and plug a hole over here, plug this dog or a gap over here, and then worry about the little itty, itty bitty little pencil holes everywhere else. Bars. <laughs> I, I feel better about Micah Parsons now than I think I ever have uh, throughout this process just because of the way that he would fit. He is an off-ball linebacker. He's not necessarily going to be an immediate Impact, but he could be. And I would rather, and I was thinking about this the other day, kind of after we got into our, into our argument last week, but 
Would I be okay seeing Micah Parsons on another NFC East team? Probably not. I'd be a little upset. I'd be a little scared, at least at that point. I'm not saying I want him. <laughs> yeah. I'm still saying if he he's probably number three on my list still, behind Sertan, because I would rather have Trayvon Diggs and Sertan and have – you're talking about solidifying a position. They may not be the best duo in the league, but then they're at least formidable at the cornerback spot because that's something that the Cowboys no. haven't had since the early 2000s. Kyle? Those two have been really good Kyle, together. Are you afraid, are, are you, let me ask you a question. Are you afraid to throw the ball at Diggs? Be honest. Uh, no disrespect to him. He's learning. Are you afraid to as throw a the rookie? Ball at Diggs? Maybe, but Diggs is. Or that's the thing. Is, He's going to be a second year guy. Who's our best corner right now? Who's our best corner, Isaiah? Tell me. I, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying to not address the position. Don't, okay. don't get my comment misconstrued. But I, I'm saying you have an ability. I'm saying you have ability, which I think we're starting to feel better about our D line, and we know we're not done yet. True. Right? We know we're not done, but we have brought in some veterans that are going to have an immediate impact on this defensive line. Yes. I think we all feel good about that. The defensive end yep. positions got upgraded. The interior D linemen already got upgraded, and we Hopefully. have guys coming back off injury. I think our D line is going to be very competitive. Okay, yeah. you have an opportunity not only to have those guys up front, but to put three large human beings. These aren't three <sighs> young. These aren't three small linebackers. Like the smallest of those guys is freaking Jalen Smith. And what's Jalen? Six three, two forty. Two, yeah. six, three, I mean, yeah. so you got you got six three, six four, six four, two forty, two forty five, two forty five, and they can run and hit. And you have a defensive line that's not going to allow the offensive lineman to work up to the second level like we saw last year. Mm. That will be fixed with Dan Quinn. Trust that. That scares you as an offense. As an offensive coordinator, I have to worry about that every play, not just when I throw the ball. I tend to agree with you. When you talk chicken or egg, you know what's more important, the front or the or the back end? Yeah. <laughs> I think pressure up front is, is, is most important. But – what? Yeah. What? Heck? The chicken and the egg reference oh, yeah, from yeah. last oh, week. Oh, from last week. Meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely That's yeah, right. He, he destroyed it. That's yeah, right. That I forgot about that. <laughs> that was good stuff. Um, so going back to that, like I think it's I think front seven is is probably the most important thing. But quarterbacks a marquee position. I mean it's. Yes. I mean you talk about the marquee positions in the NFL. It's quarterback. It's left tackle. It's edge rusher, and it's corner. So. If you think you can find like a great cornerback prospect, the top ten pick, I'm not shying away from that. I mean, I, I, I'm with Isaiah on solidifying your front seven, but that area of the team needs help. It a needs, lot it of needs, help. It needs depth. It needs <laughs> another guy to, that can go get the ball. Games. You're well, trying to win games. You're not just trying to get guys who are good at their position. You're trying yeah. to win games. So what sure. fits with well, what the issues that you currently have? And I think solidifying your front seven gets you to W's yeah. a lot quicker than some good cornerbacks. You got I issues everywhere. I mean, I think yeah, we have issues everywhere. But a front seven gets to the quarterback, right? Yep. A front seven stops the run, right? Which we couldn't do last year. Which we couldn't do last year. So I think you you're putting. And you spend your top ten pick on a cornerback. I can still run the ball all over you like I did last year. You're putting a lot of faith into guys like Brent Urban and, of course, Robert Quinn, Carlos which is fine. Or, or, excuse me, Dan Quinn, which is fine. Carlos Watkins. Like you're putting a lot of faith into those guys. I mean, once again, I brought this point up already, but last year I had felt better at this point about the signings last year with Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe before I before this year. And, and right now, 
I feel better. I felt right. better last year at this point than I do right now because of these signings. I like what Brent Urban brings as a run stuffer. I like what uh, Carlos Watkins can bring as a depth piece with Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, who hopefully, big hopefully, take the next step. But if you're going to draft a linebacker, especially an off-ball linebacker, he better come in and be a dog. And he's an athletic freak, Mike Parsons is. But I don't know if he's ready to be a dog right now. I don't know if he's ready. And I've said that previously. But I don't not, think he's that great at his position. I really don't. I think he's a great athlete. I think he's a great athlete. Turn on the film, Heckman. Turn it no, on. But Kyle, all you're asking him to do is come in and be athletic. That's all you're asking him to do. See, but that, we, we tried to do that already. What happened with 54? He but can't who? turn corners. He's supposed to be athletic. You just he, raved why, about hey, their athleticism. That's why you get somebody who's no, 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 no. He has the ability to run. <laughs> I didn't say nothing kind about of. his changing said, direction doesn't work. <laughs> change of direction is not running. Change of direction <laughs> is all about agility. Agility and speed are two different things, right? So he has the speed. He does not have agility, right? So he can run and hit you yeah. when he's running side to side. Now you give him some help. And where he doesn't have to do that as much. Now, guess what? You just took his responsibilities like this and you honed them in. Right. So it's about plugging and playing and allowing guys to not have to do as much and not bear the weight, because obviously some of these guys can't bear the weight. Sure. So you start bringing in guys who are specialists at what they do. Big boys, run stopper, defensive ends. All you do is rush the ball and guess it's rush the quarterback. And guess what? Oh, and then you bring in Dan Quinn, who guess what? I'm going to put you and I have a history of putting guys in position to to accelerate and show off Mm -hmm. what their skill sets are and not ask them to do anything outside of their abilities. So. I do want to go back to the the question I posed to you earlier, though, just really quickly, because you're you're talking about Trayvon Diggs and not being scared of Trayvon Diggs. Who is our best corner right now on the team for the Cowboys? And the, who is the, the number answer, one corner? The, the answer has to be Diggs. Okay, it has to be the, Diggs. the answer is you Diggs. Know, you're not going to say Anthony Brown. I, yeah. Jordan Lewis was maybe the best down the stretch, but I think maybe. I think the, the the ceiling it's Trayvon Diggs. Well, Patrick Sertan's better than Trayvon Diggs right now. I mean, he would step I, in and be your top corner at this very moment if you pick him at ten. Is Micah Parsons going to be your best linebacker? I don't know. Which is a big question mark. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. He'll start if he's playing. If if you're going to pick a guy at ten, that guy's going to start yeah. no matter what. No matter yeah. what position it is, you're you're going to start him if you and pick him at ten. And he can make an impact immediately. He could. I think Sertan would make just as much of an impact, if not more of an impact. That's that's why I say best player available. And def- I say defense. Heck, not not Pitts. I don't want to hear about Pitts. I want to say I want best defensive player available. If they draft, that's why I don't want to dismiss corner IRS. Like if if they draft. But, but any any position on defense and say, this is the top guy on our board. We'd love this guy. He can step mm-hmm. in and help us. I don't care if it's a defensive lineman, linebacker, corner. I'm fine with it. Let me ask I'm this. I'm fine with sure. it. Sure. Let me ask this. When you look at the, around the league, or let's say the Los Angeles Rams, do you think that Jalen Ramsey's job is easy because he's just a stud <laughs> cornerback or because he has Aaron Donald on the exactly. inside? Exactly. Because what he's, a, you, sto- what do you because he's a stud up? cornerback. He well, was incredible. I mean, there is Bro, such a thing as coverage. He's been good sacks. since he was in ja- in Jacksonville. He hasn't all of a sudden been good I'm, because he's in LA. Do you know how much easier? You know how much how much easier your job is if you're Jalen Ramsey if you have Aaron Donald in the interior. I'm, sure, that's all I'm saying that. Like I understand. Yeah, so that's that's, that's with go. anything, heck. But I mean, <laughs> anytime you have talented people around you, your job's going to be better. If Rob was terrible at his job, I wouldn't be as good of a host. But good thing Rob's oh. freaking well, incredible. Oh, that's sweet. so that way Satan we're good. Is, how do you think? How do you think Patrick Satan's job is at Alabama playing with? 
Four See, but he was guys. still better At than Diggs. Position. Come on, he was dog. still don't, better don't than the guy we drafted in the second round last year, who was, who was automatically wow. your best corner. He was already better than that guy, and he's going to come in and be better than, hey, than that guy. Kyle, all I'm going to say is, all I, I know we got to get off the air. All I'm going to say is, you have, a, you, have, you have an opportunity to to make your defense feared at, a, at, a, at some point in the game. Right? I step up to the line of scrimmage, I can fear you or I can laugh at you and run the ball up your freaking throat like I did last year. Your choice. Your choice. I'm not fearing two young corners. Name the last time the league has feared no, two corners. You're right there. That, that that's I don't know how good you feel about in 2021 mm-hmm. that that depth. Yeah. Now you're looking more at 2022, yeah. 23, where it's like, hey, Diggs takes a step forward. Whoever the corner is, they draft. If they draft one, 2021, not so much. Isaiah's looking at Washington. I think. I think you're looking at their mm-hmm. defense, being like, let's get some. Of, let's get <laughs> no, some of I'm, that. I'm, not, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at just the history of ball. I mean, <laughs> even my time with the Giants when we won the Super Bowl. Our corners were good, but they weren't feared. You know who was feared? Yeah. The front seven. The Oce. front seven was feared, yeah. right? You know, OC and all them guys, those guys were feared. That's that's what you're scared of. Oh, crap, we got to deal with these guys every play? Hey, Isaiah, you got foundation problems? Buy a pool. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it's shiny. I think it's shiny. <laughs> what makes this debate so fun is because at the end of the day, no matter who the pick is at 10, you're going to be a better football team going into 2021. I think that's yeah, what makes that. this fun. Because we can argue about this all we want, but whether the pick is Sertan yes. or whether it's per- Parsons or whether it's Slater, we're going to be excited. Pitts, I'll even throw him in there. We're going to be excited about that pick yeah. because he's a top 10 player. It's one of the top players in the draft class, and he's automatically going to come in and play and start potentially for this team. So I think that's why this is such a fun debate. Yeah. And it's it gets you riled up, sure, but at the same time, if, if Parsons is a pick I'm, I'm rolling with it well, let's go I want him to succeed because I want him to be a better player Absolutely. than what I think he is now if Sertan's the pick Isaiah Heckman they're gonna roll if parts if Pitts is the pick yeah. then we'll all give Dave Hellman a high five in the yeah. hallway and we'll keep rolling with it so there's plenty <laughs> of things that we can look forward to whenever the draft comes around on April 29th but that's gonna do it here for us on Talking Cowboys you got an extra five minutes out of us today but for Rob Phillips <laughs> for Heckman Harris and Isaiah Stanback and Aaron Gonzalez back on, in the studio I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long we'll see you next hey, week on hey, Talking hey. Cowboys This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?